Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. A lovely evening here by the Billabong. Tonight's story is about a dog. Not just any dog, mind you. Her name was Zoe, and she was once a highly trained rescue dog using the Australian Police Force of New South Wales. She was a wondrous animal known all over the world from Italy to China. Stories were heard about Zoe, the wonder dog. I'll never forget the first day I laid eyes on Zoe. She was a beautiful white-haired Alsatian. I watched as she ran out of the maze and leapt. Her jaws grabbed onto the piece of rope and she swung herself onto the ledge. A watching group of officers cheered her on. She was young and strong. On her back was a harness with a small box. Uh, good girl, sit. Good girl, sit. Good girl, sit. The box in the back squawked, and Zoe sat down patiently. Walked out the back to see the other officers look over disinterested. One yelled out, Oh, can I give her a sausage, sir? I watched as the officer pulled out a sausage out of his lunchbox and waved it at Zoe. She barked, but didn't move. And that's when I met Denham. You see, boys? Control. We have the control. He picked up the portable radio and spoke into it. Go on, Zoe. Go get it. Code 17. The man's voice came out of the box on the dog's back. She quickly ran over to the police officer who threw the sausage up in the air. Zoe leapt, snapped and gobbled it down. Denham turned and extended his hand. Hi, I'm Denham and this is Zoe. Uh, welcome to the dog squad. You're the uh, new officer, McNulty? Uh, no, sir, that's a McMurray. Right, McMurray. Well, come with me. Uh, we'll have a chat. Zoe, come on. So what's that box on his back? Uh, Zoe is a girl. Uh, it's a receiver with a small speaker in it. She's been trained to receive over 20 commands from the commander. Uh, soon to be you if the training goes well. 20, I said. Well, that's a lot for a dog. Well, Denham said proudly, she ain't any dog, is she? She's Zoe the Wonder Dog. Sit. That's right, good girl. Well, according to the papers anyway. You see, the dog's scent and smell are far superior to that of a man. So the dog squad was started to help with the policing of the city. Zoe here will be the first of many if the program goes well. So far we've seen incredible results. You're under my training and together you and Zoe will start tomorrow, okay? I looked down. Zoe was sat at my feet. She huffed, full of sausage. Zoe, code one. Zoe, code one. Good girl. Yep, that's it. Give it time. Denham said quietly. Zoe. Zoe. Good girl. Code two. I watched as Zoe leapt into action. She ran to the tap. She picked up the small tin cup and sat it down. Watch this, Denham said. I watched as she gently turned the tap on with her jaw, filling up the cup. She picked it up gently and trotted it over and placed it at my feet. I reached down and took a sip, smiling. You see, McMurray, that's just the first two codes. Codes for the rope. Codes to alert us. It's an efficient communication system. You uh, carry on with the training. I'll be back in a few hours, OK? G'day, this is Denham speaking. G'day, Frank. Yeah, Zoe. Yeah, she's coming along well. 
Right. Oh, when was the last scene? Right. It's hot out there today. Okay, mate. We'll be there in ten minutes. Uh, McMurray, let's go. We've got an emergency. This will be a good road test for the both of you. I picked up the portable transmitter. Come on, Zoe. Code 12. Zoe quickly ran around the front and sat in the back of the police wagon, ready for action. A small boy named Elliot had gone missing from the mountain town of Blackheath, New South Wales. Two days now, and a strong westerly was kicking up dust and making the search impossible. Our shouts drowned in the wind. The sun was scorching and the family feared the worst. I took Zoe out and attached a harness. The father showed us the boy's usual hangouts. The mountain was covered with tall cliffs with long drop-offs into eucalyptus trees. We looked for hours, calling, shouting, climbing. The heat and the wind took its toll. Then, on a far ridge in the late afternoon, Zoe stopped. Three marks. Smell something, girl? I took her off the leash and she took off into some dense scrub. We battered her way through to the edge of a larger cliff. She barked three times again. I called out, Elliot! She ran up to the edge and looked over, then barked. I walked over and could see the ledge protruding further down the wall. And then I saw him. Elliot! I yelled. He wasn't moving. The small boy in shorts had taken a big tumble. Okay, Zoe, it's time to go to work. Code 10. I unbuckled my backpack and attached a piece of rope to the dog's harness. I placed a small water canteen in her pocket and over she went. I lowered her down to the ledge and called on the radio. Zoe, code 4. With that, Zoe started to lick the little boy's face. He stirred and blinked. That's it, Zoe, I can hear him. Code 5. I called into the receiver. Hello, Elliot. Uh, this is Zoe and I'm Officer Mc- Zoe's going to give you some water now. Zoe, code six. Zoe pulled out the water canteen and held it between her paws. She gently twisted off the lid and began to spill it into the boy's mouth. He coughed and opened his eyes. He reached for the bottle and started to drink. Zoe yelped. Good girl, Zoe. Good girl. Half an hour later, we had young Elliot back up with us on top of the cliff. We gave him some water and food. The mother provided the kisses and tears. I pulled up Zoe and there was a small cheer from the officers when she scrambled over the ledge, wagging her tail and barking. Zoe the Wonder Dog had saved the day. Hi, thank you for listening. That episode was entitled Zoe the Wonder Dog. The episode was written and narrated by myself, Adrian Barker. And I'd just like to take a quick moment to say thank you to Sandy from England. Sandy is my uh, latest Patreon subscriber. So thank you, Sandy. That's really, really nice of you. I really appreciate that. Um, So thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time by the Billabong.